Hey guys, welcome to the A Lot of Thoughts podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Anna. And if we sound louder today, we got new microphones. It's pretty cool. Um, they attach to us, so we're, we're really professional now. Yeah. But we're also, we moved from the professional atmosphere of like an office yep. to sitting in a car. Outside of Bucky's though, so. It feels oddly safer than like the church at night yeah <laughs> so. yeah there were some times where we were like do you hear a noise yeah didn't your dad just like walk in yep. a couple times yep. yeah um plus I got to go into Bucky's and so. I will be going in after we're done yeah <laughs> let me tell you if you don't know what Bucky's is there is a, a 10 to 15 minute documentary by Anna's brother Zach <laughs> that we can point you towards should get paid for advertising. No, I'm kidding. So, how's it hanging? How's it? Good. I feel like I just already gave you all my... I know. All my stuff. It's good. It's crazy. Peter slept through the night some last week, but not... Not last night. No. No, no, no. It... Yeah, it... With him crawling and eating, it's like... He's messed up his whole schedule. Yeah. So, and he's... He's a lot less content... Mm -hmm. Because he just wants to get down or he just wants to eat. Like, those are his missions in life. Get down and eat. Like, I want to crawl and I want to eat. Let's clarify. He's your child. Yeah. I know. But but at least he does it with, like, a cute little smile. Yeah. For the most part. But he has started screaming. Oh, yeah. I noticed that on Sunday. Like, very loud scream. And it's not even, like, it's not a mad scream. It's, like, I'm trying to tell you what I want to do. But he's so cute. So we'll forgive him everything because, I mean, he came to me on Sunday. He jumped out That's of my That's, like, my proudest moment as an aunt was him coming. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, with Joseph, I had Paul John. Yeah. I was very yeah, busy. I get that. And Myra, she made you work a little bit more. Yep, she did. And so Peter at, how old is he, seven months? Six. Yeah, he'll be oh, seven months yeah. next week. Okay, so basically seven months. Mm-hmm. Under seven months, he jumped into my arms. He so did. That's as my claim to fame. As soon as, like, you talked to him, he was like, Yep. Bye. And listen, I have to hold on to that because once Ellie gets here, <laughs> it's all gone. None of them will want to be with me. So, not even my own child. Um, but yeah. Although I am excited for her to be back. Me too. Yeah, so... I feel like we're, like, I feel like if someone just randomly listened to this episode, they'd be like, who is that? Yeah. Anna's sister coming home from college. We'll have to do some episode with her. Yeah. Maybe on, like, child studies and that type of thing. She has a lot of knowledge that I don't know. Yeah, she does. She's funny because she went off to college and then she came, like, when she comes back, like, you can see the gears turning in a different way. Yeah. I often call her and I'm like... Am I screwing up the kids? Can you please tell me? Is this normal? Is this normal? Am I a bad mom? Like, oh my gosh. But she's so gracious to answer all my questions. I would like to know psychologically why Paul John wants to marry her. He thinks he is married to her. Because he loves her. We don't talk about her. Like, let's... I want to make that clear that it's not like every day we say, oh, do you miss Auntie L? We Mm -hmm. talk about her every so often. But I'm telling you, he pulls it out of nowhere. That is funny. Where he, anytime he builds a home, who lives there is always Auntie Al. So he's building you a house. It's made out of Legos, so your feet (laughs) might hurt, but it's built. So, um, yeah, it's so cute. He's gonna be so excited. He's not even gonna understand that she's here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. So either way, we're excited about you, Ellie. She's one of our listeners, so we can say that, and she'll hear it. Not weird. I know it is. Um. So, yeah, so, I don't know, what's, I, 
my sister is probably going to have a baby. By the time this podcast is posted, if she hasn't had a baby, there are problems <laughs> since she's in the hospital right now. So I'm anxiously, I'm like watching my phone to make sure I don't miss an update. Um, although I am, I'm not going to lie. I want her to be, I don't want Christina to be in labor extra long, but if she was born on the 20th, I could remember it a lot easier. Because it's, like, an even number. Yeah, Because yeah. I don't know Myra's birthday. I don't know Joseph's. Well, I went back and forth today thinking, was is Joseph's June? June 20th. Myra's the 23rd. Peter's the 27th. And see, even Peter. Didn't I say to you at one point, I was like, he was born in February. And you're like, no. March. Yeah, he was born March 27th. Yeah, so, March see, and 27th. I was there, so. I always get their birthdays all mixed up, though, because they're all the 20 and mm-hmm. something. So, it's very hard for me to... Yeah. Remember. I only remember Paul John's because the 25th and Christmas. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That I actually like was because he was so early and that was one of my like, I'm grateful that he was born on the 25th. Yeah. Now I'll remember. Yes. I don't remember Paul's birthday half the time. It's February 9th, guys. (laughs) It took me a long time to remember Joseph's birthday. Yeah. It's hard. So, Sophie, I want you to not leave your mother. (laughs) feeling bad for hours but yeah christina doesn't feel that way no but she won't i don't think she listens to this christina if you listen to this don't hate me um (laughs) i just want to remember when you see my brother's birthday was the 15th like october 15th and i remember that because 15 yeah i need everybody to be born on like multiples of five that's actually (laughs) the key here of course i was born on the 17th bless my heart (laughs) Um, not a multiple five. Anyway, that had nothing to do with anything. I'm just really excited because new niece. It's like a consolation prize for this year. (laughs) Take it. Um, anyway, so on to our actual topic. Um, so I, Anna and I were going back and forth about topics and her topic she came up with first, which is going to be the next episode that we do together. Um, but as I was reading, I think I was reading... I feel like I was reading Elizabeth Elliot mm-hmm. and I started thinking about um, victimhood culture, like this idea that we're always the victim. And I think we've heard a lot about that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that we are lacking information on how we as Christians are not supposed to live as victims. And yet, and yet um, I see it all the time. I mean, scrolling through reels on Instagram is like a hub of victimhood for Christian women. Yeah. Um, the funny reels wonder if people can hear the sirens. I'm so sorry. I'm easily distracted. Um, the funny reels that you get about being stressed out. I'll send them privately to you sometimes. Yeah. Like there was that one where it was like, um, you do your laundry and it, the next day they still wear clothes. So you have more laundry. Yes, was yeah, that song yeah, yeah. I was, I've been thinking about yeah. setting my house on fire. Yeah. And I, um, like I, I just thought it was funny. I mean, I really don't mind. Well, no, we don't have a washer in our apartment right now. So laundry oh, no. is actually, we haven't had one for like two months. Oh no. Eventually we have the money. We just keep delaying going out and buying mm. one. Um, but yeah, so I saw that and that really hit me. Deep. You know what my mom always used to say when we were growing up is like, I just need to throw a match in here and start over. <laughs> I and mean, then their house burned down to the ground. Oh no. So. <laughs> Hey, you know, on the other end, their house now is beautiful. Yeah, so. it is. Plus, their shower is real nice. You know, just a couple months of intense anxiety you know, and stress. Years of fine. wondering what yeah. would have happened if it didn't happen. 
Our kids have never seen their... No, Myra saw. Yeah, she doesn't remember that, but she remembers them being in Mike's house. That's crazy. So, um, so anyway, basically the idea is that as women, we're told that we're supposed to be stressed out and that we're supposed to find every problem that we can. And it's almost like being stressed out is just like an applauded state of mind. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like my day can be normal and I'm looking around thinking, what can I be stressed about today? Not actively. Yeah. But, um, I usually find myself that way. And I think even, I think about, um, when I was in college, I found myself really proud that I was stressed out. And I think that's really where it started was, Mm. I've probably told you this in my last year of college. I worked seven part-time jobs. Now, granted, some of them were, like, an hour or two each week, so I wasn't... But I, like, found it... That was, like, a a state... Or a thing that I could say as a bragging right. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that, like, being stressed out, at least in our culture, is, like, goes right along with being productive, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're stressed out, you're being productive. Yep. If you're not stressed out, then, like, you must not be productive. You must not be productive. You're going all, I love this. Oh. Because I'm just thinking about the idea that, like, work was instated by God before the fall. Like, we were meant, we have duties given to us by God before the curse of sin. And if God gives us something to do, he'll give us a way to do it. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that he, like, has his own little special app that keeps you all organized. But at the same time, like, he's given us brains to think through how we work and to work best to his glory. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with my notes. (laughs) I love it, though. Um, But seriously, yeah, we're we're given work to do. And, man, I I forgot what you just said because it was really good. And I was about to go back and actually... Oh, goodness. Um, Well... Just about... um, that we correlate like stressed out yes 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 yes, yes. productive um and yet like is that biblical i mean i don't think being stressed is biblical i don't think so either being productive being productive and and busy yeah i mean yeah busy but i think whenever we put it in the context of like busy to the glory of god Mm -hmm. so are you i like in just a really like practical side of things the more on it I am with time management and (laughs) schedule like the less stress I am and the more I get done Mm -hmm. I can do more things that's a book by Tim Challies that I I, highly recommend (laughs) I can literally do more things when I'm just like more strategic with my time yeah you know Mm -hmm. um which I mean It's like the other night I was really, or like, well, the past couple weeks have been really hard. Since we came back from G3, we've been sick. Yep. I mean, you know how you get out of your Since we came back from Kansas, like literally the same time we have, we have been so out of it. Yep. My house is. And I, I, on Saturday, Saturday, Paul took Paul John and took him away and I, um, cleaned my house really really good and when he came back I was in a really good mood and I think it surprised him because a lot of times I'll say to him like if we would just clean up I'd be happier yeah and what I do is I say that and then I sit down on my phone Mm -hmm. um yep I get it 
Yeah, that's annoying because I did not finish folding laundry today. But you know what? I took it down to the laundry <laughs> room, which was like most of my energy when I wasn't I wasn't having a good day. So anyway, but like even me saying that, like granted, I, I actually had like actual issues. Like I was a little bit sick today. And um, so like I think it's okay to be like flexible with yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I think whenever you put it back into that context of doing things to the glory of God, yeah. um, I think that's the key. I was just listening to an Owen Strayan podcast on that. Um, what's his podcast called now? He changed it. Um, I, he's so good. He's so great. Love all of his episodes. But he was talking about how we need to put everything in the context of soul, soli de gloria. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I going to say that wrong? Um, because if you look at doing your laundry to the glory of God, like how does, how does that change Mm -hmm. that? But also whenever you are wasting time and you think you're being productive, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you put that in the context of, am I doing this to the glory of God? Probably not. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to wade through it. So my typical way of thinking through episodes is just asking questions related. So my first question was, why are we so prone to figure out how we can be victims? Um, I think, uh, John MacArthur is the one who said, I can't remember if I read it in an article or if I listened to it, that victimhood is the natural disposition of a sinful heart. Mm. So our natural position, especially when we're not saved, right? Yeah. But our natural position to take is victimhood. It's comfy, right? Yeah. It's a nut, and and this is, I feel like, really important to say. Caveat: not talking about actual oh yeah victims. Like this is victimhood mentality. This is the like we're basically all of us are a victim, right? And we just thrive on it. Like, we love it. We're not talking about, like, actual victims. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as Christians and Christian women, you know, we have the whole, bless it, the whole, like, mops thing, which I don't know about your mops community, but the one I went to for a short amount of time, it was, like, literally, let's sit at this table and talk about, like, how we're a victim to our kids yes. and our husband. I, okay, so, um, oh no, the backs, the backs of the mop shirts this year said something, um, like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Yeah. And it made me, like, I wanted to go up and be like, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they might make you a little crazy, but Mm -hmm. is this something we broadcast on our shirts? You know, and I remember before I was saved and after I got saved, I had to like apologize to a few people for talking bad about my child and my husband in front of them. Um, because I, I made it look like it was the worst thing to ever Mm -hmm. happen to a person. And especially now on the other side of what I've gone through this Mm -hmm. year, I'm like, how could I not that I don't have problems, but blasting it out Mm -hmm. for the world to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's just well in the in that kind of mentality, like the victimhood mentality, that is like virtuous. Mhm. You saying like how hard your life is. And that's like kind of how oh my goodness. Oh, these my motorcycles, name. they love where we're at. It's their favorite place. There was a car that like they're so did like a it. runway speeding down that's this not right even here. a motorcycle. No, that's it's a not. Truck. 
it's not. I won't even. We tell were you we what parked next us. to the hooligans, but it had a pretty <laughs> sunset, so you know. I'm trying to remember. Oh, sorry. The whole thing I said about mops. I'm not trying to like be ugly about no. mops. It can happen anywhere. Okay. Yeah. And mops for a short amount of time in my life had had its place, but it wasn't too long that I was in there that I was like, hmm, I'm paying for this, and it's like not helping my attitude yes. at all. Yeah. So. And that's what I was about to say. I got some really good things out of mops. Actually, you know what was funny? The first year I was in it, I just had Paul John and Ginger Hubbard spoke. Okay. And I, I actually looked at Ginger Hubbard's stuff for this episode. Oh, did you? And I, Yeah, so um, she actually spoke, but I didn't know who she was. Okay. Um, but her mom bought us little, like, the wise words for moms. Uh-huh. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Box. And yes. now, ooh, I dropped my keys. Um, now I'm like, how could I have not known? Because she's, <laughs> I love her now. So, anyway, that's the point. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I think one of the biggest things is culture has raised us to think that we're gods. Yeah. Um, like, when things don't go exactly how we expect them to, we want to pitch a fit about it. Yeah. Um, and so, we think, like, we see these glorified motherhoods on Instagram. And trust me, I follow some really solid people who post just, like, so... M- I don't want to see your child screaming on the floor. Necess- mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that that's the place for that necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, because we see all of this in front of us all the time, we are inundated. We're really the first generation to really be inundated with it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, when we become a mother and our child does not sit down for the cute, cute picture, yeah. like... Yeah. All the other moms got their kid, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and there's this thing out there right now. It's like, I know this guy personally, like, who wrote the song for Mother's Day. And I think it was called, like, Mothers or Angels or <laughs> something along those lines. And the song was literally like, all you do is sacrifice 100% of the time. Like, all you do is serve. It basically was like, she is a saint and I know her and she is not and it's just it's so I think we're so like careful around moms right so careful around moms and women and so it's just you know I'm not saying being a mom isn't a sacrifice it is but we've just put it on this like you can do no wrong so even your complaining is acceptable Because your life is one of sacrifice and service, so you're allowed to complain about it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, well, so is my husband who's going out and working all day. He's literally living a life of sacrifice, too. But if he comes in here and, like, complains about having to provide for our family, it's it's probably not going to be as cute. Yep. Like, it's just not going to fly as well. So there are, like... Can you imagine if there were Facebook posts that men made in the same line as no. women. Could you imagine the TikToks of men being like irritated with their husbands or wait, what? Like <laughs> Well, you know that probably does happen. But anyway, <laughs> men irritated with their wives in the same context that yeah. like women do that. Yeah, right? Like do you know how Yeah, like offensive that would be? It would be so offensive. And I mean, you have to take it back to 
if you have an actual issue, I had someone ask me this recently. They were like, well, what if you think like, what if you think your husband's doing something wrong? And I said, well, if it's not a sin, then maybe you should just step back and pray about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if it's a sin, you still need to step back and pray about it. But yes, it's okay to say, hey, I think you're in sin in this way. Like we, yeah. as husband wives in that marital but at the same time am I going to go and be like like if your husband didn't have a job and wasn't even trying to get a job yep like I think that that oh yeah that's something I mean if he's if if you already confronted him and like it's not that's when you like go to the elders oh yes like that's serious that's different than I will literally see in random groups that I'm in women posting this information about their husbands like I can't believe my husband did this and that and this and that and I'm just like this is not the place for that nope because all it's going to do is sow seeds of discontent in the hierarchy of victimhood we're like in a, a decent place like we're not as high as like people of color who are mothers oh do you know what I mean like but we're in there some we're better than men Right? We're higher up than men on the victimhood. So we get to... We're higher up than people who aren't moms, right? So... And we're oppressed because, like, we have to stay home. It's... Because of the patriarchy. It seems like a legitimate (laughs) argument to me. I mean, it's just, like, this whole... it, it, It really is. It's like a hierarchy thing. And the more victimist you can be, victimized you can be... Like, then you might be able to climb the ranks. And it's, it's funny because it's gone from this, like, hidden thing that we all, like, agreed with. But now it's got a name. Yep. It is intersectionality. If you didn't know the name, that is the name of it. Yeah. And it's something that is absolutely applauded. Yeah. Um, but the way that it's, like... So, yeah, the world's nuts. And we know the world is nuts. And, like, they're just starting to be more open about it. But the thing that's concerning is how it's, like, creeping in to our church and yeah. it's like creeping into everyone's church even like these churches who are like really on it you know like yeah. you don't if I don't know I probably shouldn't speak about other people's churches that's not what I mean to do but like if you get together with a group of moms what are you talking about yeah you know I like I finally found a group of moms where that's not like the highlight thing we talk yeah. about is our husbands and the lack mm-hmm. of like are you like it's, it's we're inundated with it, and we 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 can look at the mo- most extreme version of it and say, "Look at that! That's crazy." But we've also like taken a mm-hmm. piece of it. Yeah, we're just not so radical. You know what's funny is the solution. Well, I mean, there's like multiple things you should probably be doing, but one of the solution is is that like women need leadership of men mm-hmm. because I I mean I'm sure. It's funny. Okay, so I'm going to tell a really bad story about myself. When I was in college and dating Paul, one time I went out with my friends and he called me. And we finished our conversation. I put my phone away. My phone did not hang up. Mm. And he heard me bad-mouthing him to my oh, friends. No. And I remember him saying to me at that point, and it, I wasn't saved, and I was a really bad wife for a while, um, the sweetheart that he is, he would probably say no, but I was. Um, and I remember him looking and saying, I would never do that to you. 
there was a time where I would badmouth him to my parents. Mm-hmm. And he would say, I would never do that to you. And I think it's true. I think yeah. that's why we have men and that's why we have men in leadership is because when you put women in leadership, okay, now I'm getting off on it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but seriously. I see what you're saying though that like women are more prone to like dive headfirst into the victim victim yes. status. Well, I mean, we're told in scripture that women are the weaker vessel, which kind of is a little annoying to hear, mm. but it's true. And when you look in the, in, even at the fall, look at the moment when sin entered the world, what happened? A woman thought she knew better. And I'm not saying that I think that in that, when like the, their eyes were open was when um, they, when Adam ate, I think when you look at scripture, but at the same time, that's where that started. Yep. And then you look and you see that Adam, she, I mean, maybe I'm taking this out and correct me if I'm not, but like there was a weakness in Adam if he Mm -hmm. was going to listen to his wife before God. Yeah. Um, And then when you look at it after they sin, what did they all do? They all just point fingers and say, well, I was the victim. I was the victim of the serpent because he gave me it and Mm -hmm. told me it was good to eat. Well, and we're all sitting there going, how could you believe this? But at the same time, we consistently fall into this every single day. Um, So, yeah. So I, I think it's really, I think what you, like our basic gist is that like, it's our natural position. Mm-hmm. Culture has kind of forced us yeah. into this too. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is, how do we get out of that? How do we get out of the rut of self-pity? Um, oh, dang it. I had a really good quote from Elizabeth Elliot, and I don't think I actually wrote it down. Whoops. Um, it was really good. It was about self-pity and how it's like a terrible sin, uh, which it's funny because self-pity, victimization relates to discontentedness Mm -hmm. and discontentedness is like the head of so many sins. Yeah. Um, and it's related to pride too, because you think you're, you think you deserve better. Yeah. So it's all interrelated. Sorry. Are you just real popular tonight? No, I'm going to turn the, you're good. You're good. Um, okay. So I wrote down a few things and, um, I don't know if you had anything set in mind. Um, I was going to say, first of all, how does the world say that we're going to handle self-pity and victimization, um, even as it applauds it, um, you think about, uh, like self-empowerment, mm-hmm. like women who are told like boss babe. Yeah. Um, I was even one of the theologian women, people I follow on Instagram that I don't recommend anymore. Um, I was just reading her post about how her husband is like the weaker one in, mm-hmm. um, like biblical faithfulness. You wonder how he feels by that being posted online. Apparently, he really likes it because okay. probably because well, she makes the money. Yikes! <laughs> but because I, I would have to think that's very like yeah demasculating. Yeah, just a little bit. But, um, but when you believe that all things are equal in every aspect, it's fine. But really, like that is creeping into the church. That like, what do I do if my husband doesn't lead family devotionals mm-hmm. at night? Well, does that mean that you step in and just take it over? Probably not. Um, so my first thing, I always think, there, there are a couple things I think are the answer to like everything. Mm-hmm. And one of them is do your duty. Mm-hmm. Just do what you're supposed to do. So that laundry today, I just did laundry yesterday and we had such a pile up because I went to the fair last week that 
I knew I had to do it two days in a row. And, like, it's easier for me to sit and hem and haw about how I have to do this laundry. And Paul has more muscle. Why can't he just do it when he gets home after he's provided for our family all day, like mm-hmm. you said? Um, so just do your duty. Um, we're called to do something by God, and we're called to do it for his glory. And if you do it to his glory, like, if he, I think he'll bless that. Yeah. And I think it can even become, like, a delight to you. Yes. Oh, there's nothing like the fact that for years I did not make my bed mm. and, like, claimed. Like, it was just like, oh, we're just going to get back into it anyway. And now I I haven't for a few weeks, actually, because we've been all out of sorts. But the, today I made my bed for the first time, and it just made me so happy. Yeah. And it's the silliest thing. Nobody's going to see it except for me and Paul yeah. and Paul John when he jumps on it. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah. Do your duty. The second one I came up with is remember who God is and what he's done. Um, I always love looking at where the Israelites were told to remember. Um, and they're told to literally when they walk in a room in their house, um, the Jewish people would have like the Shema Mm-hmm. Where, you know, yeah. I might be getting that totally wrong. If I am, please, please don't write us. Well, I know what you're uh, talking about, you know, whether that's the right term or not. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know what you're so talking about. So the thing about. that they, and like, they even had like, didn't, they had like things that they wore and just to remind them constantly. And you see, I, that's again, when we see this victimhood, I, we were just reading, are you doing the Bible reading challenge? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I jumped um, back in. I was out for a little bit, but yeah, I'm back jumped in back in a good time with numbers. numbers. Yep. Okay. So I, yeah, don't get me started on Leviticus and numbers. They are the <laughs> struggle of the year, but I don't have to read them for another year. So we're good. Um, no, that sounds terrible. I just really struggle with them. So, um, but I love whenever I'm reading and I'm like, how are the Israelites complaining when they literally have manna coming from heaven? Mm. Like two seconds, like how could you, how could you? And then like, I realized that I'm complaining. It's, it's like the conviction of when I'm complaining about my son and I'm thinking, can't you just leave me alone for five seconds? And then I remember that I have another child that I'll never get to say that about. Mm. And not that I want to say that about them, but Mm -hmm. like, Talk about, like, a slap in the face. Yeah. Like, how could you? Yeah. Or, like, there were times before my washer went out where um, I would complain because I had to do laundry. And it was right there. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Like, remember what God has done for you and who he is. And I know that's, like, weird to put those examples together. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, in my grief, like I can remember God has given me another son and I can be grateful for him. And Mm -hmm. I'm not a victim of being his mother or whenever I get to go down to, um, do the laundry at, it's like, literally I drive like two seconds to it, um, down at our main office. And if I choose to, instead of complaining about that, realizing like so many people have to drive like 20 minutes down the road, like I'm seriously blessed to just have to go right there. Um, yeah, just remembering God. And and you even think, like, Jesus says to remember him. He puts in place one of the things that the church is called to do is literally just to remember who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And so how quick are we to forget? Um, I mean, if you, if you really remembered what Christ has done for you, would yeah. you complain about doing laundry? Yeah. 
would you complain about stepping away from your phone to play with your child? Obviously, I'm not convicted about any particular <laughs> things at all tonight. Um, so, my next one. Get off your dang phone. <laughs> That's how I'm going to say it. Because I, you know, it's that Catherine Voberg, um, mm-hmm. now that we're a family on Instagram. She's really annoying because she's always, like, talking about how she's playing with her kids. Mm-hmm. And, and she's one of those people that are like, you can't possibly. And then you watch her long enough that you're like, she does. Yep. She has her bad days, I'm sure. Yeah. I wonder if that's catching you moving around all like that. Oh, sorry. I, didn't I even, forgot about I forgot it was on my shirt. Sorry. So if you just heard weird noises, sorry. it's all good. Did you just remove a tag from your I shirt? did. There was a tag right in the armpit. And I ripped it off shirt. and didn't even know this was Forgot this you're was wearing on your, there. Your flannel. Yeah, your it's new, getting cool out. I'm excited. Oh, okay, so I'm going to go back to that in just a second. But I have to say that I discovered the best bakery in our area a couple weeks ago. And I took Paul on Saturday, and we got bagels, mm. and they were so good. They were, like, to die for. He, even he was like, these are so good. Mm. I just got on Instagram before this. And this is why we need to get off our dang phone. <laughs> They're closing. Tomorrow's their last day. Are you serious? I'm not even joking. I wanted to cry. Oh my god. Guys, I have not had a croissant that good since I was in London. Go buy like 80 of them. I. Their <laughs> problem is they don't have supply. Oh. And prices are going up. I Thanks, bet. Yeah. Joe. I've never like said like something so. I've never been so angry at Joe Biden as when I realized they were closing because of cost. Oh my goodness. And I was like, Joe. <laughs> So anyway, who cares if he mandates vaccines? My bakery closed. So anyway, tomorrow I really am going and I'm getting like a bunch of food. That had no, but seriously, get off your dang phone. Um, Nancy Wilson, I'm reading uh, Learning Contentment by her again mm. because apparently I needed the reminder. She talks about on talks about feeding on a dumpster of discontent mm-hmm. so like climbing in the dumpster and just eating the trash out yeah. of the bottom yeah. and that's what I think when we're on our phones all the time I think that's what we're doing yeah um we're looking at what other people have and just wanting what they have um and my last point I say my last point it's got a lot but um it's not that much um what does scripture say about our mind that's like a question underneath the question of how do we get out of self-pity okay think we need to realize that our minds are more important than we think like I think sometimes with Christianity we we lean too much on oh it's all faith Mm -hmm. well no we're told multiple times in scripture to use our minds okay so Paul of the Bible was literally a victim like Mm -hmm. he's one of those people that you look at and you think he was thrown in jail he shipwrecked I mean he was like what's that one where they like lowered him over a wall like he was literally being hunted down so definition of a victim And yet he's the one who sits by and says, like, learn contentment, be joyful, don't be anxious for anything. That's the most annoying one because I'm like, if Paul is saying don't be anxious for anything and he's literally in jail writing that, then why am I being anxious about my life? Mm -hmm. Um, But in Romans, uh, well, I'm going to go back to Romans 11. Um, going into Romans 12. So um, in Romans 11, he points out that everything is to the glory of God. And then in Romans 12, he says, because of that, we're supposed to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. Um, And I think we are supposed to be victims in that way, if that makes any sense at Mm -hmm. all. That we are... um, 
supposed to be slaves and servants of Christ, which you'd think of as victim, but it is the greatest thing that we can ever be, um, if that makes sense. Um, and so you see in Romans 12 too, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by, by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we see right there that even like putting ourselves in line with the will of God, which talked about discontent and being just completely unhappy with your circumstances. And that's most of what our victimhood Mm -hmm. nowadays comes out of. Um, so that's how you get in line with the will of God. But then he says how we're supposed to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And this is just a list that I came up with. Don't be prideful. Do your duty from the Lord. Don't be lazy. Um, love each other. It says outdo one another with honor, hate what is evil and love what is good. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep and don't avenge yourself. And I think that is quite the opposite of what the world says. Mm. Like I think about the don't avenge yourself and I think about, um, Oh, what's the sleep lady on Instagram that it came out that she had donated money to Trump Oh yeah, and everybody canceled her. And all these people are saying like, she was my friend now I just don't know like I just I have to cut ties and I just think about how vengeful our culture is mm-hmm. um um and we'll you know our culture will weep with those who weep but only a you know tiny. yeah it's it's a certain amount of people wait it's a certain kind of people okay who I thought you were weeping. about to say a certain amount I was about to no, say yeah. not not a, I, well I mean it does come down to amount too but like just there's a demographic yes. there yes and we should look really different in Mm -hmm. the church. Like we, we can actually offer true comfort and like the only one who can restore an actual victim is Christ. Yes. Right. Yes. So all, all the, the problem is with the world and I'm kind of dealing with this right now. Um, with just talking with somebody is that, the world does have some, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, maybe some good things to offer, right? So, mm-hmm. if you're feeling really mentally down, the whole, well, you should exercise because that releases good hormones. Yeah. Or you should eat well because that's, like, those things are good, mm-hmm. right? And they do actually help. But what can what can offer like long a long term solution like the longest term solution is not that. Mm-hmm. But we just I don't know I feel like we're so quick to give that kind of advice first you know yeah and oh it's insulting whenever someone tells you like I recently told someone you were there I told them they had a friend who was anxious and I mm-hmm. said tell them to read Philippians yeah. For seven days, just every day, wake up, take 15 minutes and read Philippians, mm. and it'll change your perspective. That's insulting to tell someone. I had a friend um, who lost a baby, and I could not figure out, like, how to comfort. Because even though I had just been through it, I still knew, like, there are words that you just don't say. But how do you look at someone and say, like, God is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for you. You should trust him. How do you look at someone who has lost a child and say that? But we're supposed to. And, um, I don't know. I even think whenever you're talking about like exercising, 
exercising will only get you so far if you're not doing it to the glory of God. Yeah. Um, well, some people find success mm-hmm. in this. But the scary thing is, is it's not, it's, I don't know, just because something works doesn't necessarily mean it's the answer. Yep. And that's kind of like, you know, I don't know, we, we, there's probably so many things we're doing in our lives right now that's working that's probably not actually the answer, you know? That's Like, because it's like, well, I... (laughs) I know, and it's kind of like, that's why I can't get my words clearly out, because I'm like, yeah, 10 things are coming to my yeah. mind that that are that I feel like I'm doing this in, but I don't know, we have to be really careful. And we had, to, like, with the whole victim mentality, there's, it's so nice to be in there, because you don't have to take responsibility, yeah. right? And this is just a whole new, when you're a Christian, your level of responsibility, like your first line of defense is being in fellowship with Christ Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit ministering to you and you growing in sanctification. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's the easiest thing to disregard. It is. If for some reason it's like, you'll find it easier to get up and go for a walk in the morning than to pick up your Bible. Yes. And, and the, the thing is like going for a walk is good. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. And you'll have benefits from that. That's great. But like, if you really want to minister to yourself, there's there's really like only there's only one thing that's going to make your spirit leap for joy. Mm-hmm. And it is reading the word, praying, hearing hearing the word mm-hmm. preached like the just the word in general, like it's going to minister to you. Yep. And sometimes it's a duty to do that. Yeah. Just as much as if you, like, decided you were going to walk every day for a month, Mm -hmm. it might be a duty to get up and go walking one day. Yeah. And some days it might just be, like, the most best peaceful time you've ever had in your life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I constantly think we dis... I I think you're right. Like, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Mm -hmm. So we don't say these hard things, like, maybe... I'm going to quit now because I'm going to say something that I don't mean to say or it's Mm -hmm. not going to come off right. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes some things I'd say to, I say in my head and then I'm like, nope, that's a private Anna and Courtney conversation. (laughs) Like Anna would understand, but with the general public. Um, so anyway, so, um, I wanted to give a quote from Elizabeth Elliot. This is actually from a book that I reviewed, uh, probably a couple months ago now, um, called Love has a price tag and it's just like a a book of essays that she wrote for this magazine um so they're all completely different related she was talking about um their like helper at home mrs kersh or yeah mrs kershaw she was deaf um she was a widow she was not a very good cook and yet she was the one like helping take care of their household and um she talks about how there would be times where like she couldn't understand a single word they were saying and um just okay so all of that that's who this lady was and yet this is how elizabeth elliott describes her if ever a woman accepted the demands of her own life with simplicity and grace it was she it was a positive and active acceptance of the given 
Words which have taken hold of our minds today, like some noxious fungus, hassle, frustration, hang up, put down, were never in Mrs. Kershaw's vocabulary, nor could they have been. She wasn't interested in herself. She had nothing to say about herself or her own feelings. She lived for us. And I think, like, we probably all know a woman who is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everybody... Everybody speaks highly of her. Yeah. yeah. You think of like the Proverbs 31 woman, yeah. like let's get a little cheesy here, but we all would love if yeah. someone looked at us and said like, she's a blessing to her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the first step is to get out of that rut of self-pity and victimization. Yeah. Um, Just, and I'm speaking like to Christian women and I'm speaking to myself. I'm really speaking to myself right now, but just jump just jump into your duty. Mm-hmm. Just jump into it and pray, pray, pray while you're doing it that God would expand your heart. Just pray for it. Then kind of going into like what my episode yeah, will be on, but he will bless you. Mm-hmm. He will bless you. He will bless your measly little efforts. He'll take your little efforts that are so flawed and he will bless them. Mm-hmm. He will. And let me say that as someone who has been, um, I don't want to say a victim. I'm, I'm just using that word because of what our topic is. But a victim this summer of miscarriage, which, I mean, I guess that's being a victim of the effects of sin. Death is, mm. and I remember being really stuck, mm. really, really stuck. And that's when all of you guys got COVID. Mm. And I've mentioned this, I think I mentioned this on one of my podcasts on miscarriage, but I was delivering food to your parents one mm-hmm. day and I took food to you guys a couple times yeah. and um, I took it to a couple other people. And he said, like, you don't have to do that. And I looked at him from over six feet away and I said, no, 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 no. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Like, not that grieving isn't good, and I'm still grieving. It didn't take... But there was this point that I had come to where I was having sinful self-pity. Like, mm. my life is so bad and horrible. Let me just sit and stew on that all day. And getting up and making soup took me out of that. It distracts yeah. your mind. Yeah. And whenever you're thinking, I'm making soup to the glory of God, it puts your mind back on Christ. Yeah. And it wasn't... Like, some people would accuse you of there of stuffing your feelings away and not dealing with your grief. But that's not true. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Because you are still dealing with your grief. And you were were dealing with your grief through Mm -hmm. that. It wasn't bypassing. Yeah. Right? It's not that. But it's just God, God blesses us and honors us when we do our duty. Yeah. You know? And and I think if you're worried, if you're sitting there going, I actually have gone through something and I'm worried that I am now leaning into the self pity, feeding on the trash in the dumpster, pray about it. Yeah. Because God will reveal that. And that's what I was doing. I knew I was in it and I just couldn't get out. And I just said, Lord, like reveal this to me. Like help me see that I've moved from grief, which is still okay. Like I'm still grieving hard. Mm -hmm. And I've moved from that into this realm of sinful self-pity. Um, and he revealed that to me. And then he gave me a, a way out of it. Um, praise the Lord. What's, there's a verse that says that. Um, that, like, I was tempted to stay in bed all day. But God gave me a way out of that. Because um, he gave me a way to serve someone else. And again, 
Not that there aren't days still where maybe I lay in bed and cry for a couple hours when Paul John's taking a nap. I'm like, that's my grief and that's okay. But there's a point where you do, you do need to be evaluating what you're doing. Mm. Um, and whether you are like, whether you are stuck in that sinful self-pity rut. Mm. Um, so I have a scripture. I can't remember. I didn't put any notes. I'll read it anyway. This is first or second Corinthians six, three through 10. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no may, no fault may be found with our ministry, but as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God and the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. And I think that's the thing. There's going to be a time where we're actually victims. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to be victims. We see it happening. Mm-hmm. We see it happening in Canada, which still catches me off guard. Yeah. Um, how are you acting now yeah. to be prepared for whenever you might actually be a victim? Yeah. Um, him, my biggest point, go to church. Um, I, and if you aren't going to church, message me. <laughs> I'll talk to you privately about my thoughts on that. But we have Canadian brothers and sisters, Canada, y'all who are literally fighting for their right and we for some reason can't um find a church said a million times i'm going to keep saying it um and really quick i just wanted to say i think we have a big job as mothers um to teach our children not to be victims um so i have two ways that we can remind our children not to be victims um one remind them who god is and what he's done and two, turn them to Thanksgiving. You know what? Paul John last night. Okay, so every night he has speech problems. One day I'm going to take him to the doctor again, but that's besides the point. Don't beat me up about it. Um, but he, when he prays, he really likes to be led how to pray, and that's fine by me. Well, last night I prayed, and he looked up and mumbled something else to me, and I like couldn't understand him, but I thought we were ready for bed. And he said, no, and grabbed our hands and closed his eyes and th- said, Dear Lord, thank you. And then I still don't know what he uh-huh. said. Thank you for it. And he said, Amen. And it was the first time he prayed by himself. And it That's made my heart so happy. Cute. But um, it's the other day... Um, we said thank you for a bunch of stuff. Normally, before he goes to bed, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, Paul looked at me a little bit like, she's saying thank you for a lot of things because it was going on a little bit long. Um, and I told him afterwards, I was like, that's my goal, is that I have such an ungrateful heart that leads to self-pity that all I want to do is train my child mm-hmm. to um, turn to Thanksgiving. And at the end of each day, to be able to look and say, what am I thankful for? And whether that's going to the fair or whether that's a Band-Aid that has a dinosaur on it, these are the things that we say thank you for at this age. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to train them up in that way. Yeah. So, anyway, we talked for a long time. Were you expecting it to be this long? Mm, I don't even know what time it is. I don't so. know, but we talked for 50 minutes. Oh, okay. Welcome, everybody. I know <laughs> you missed us. That was. I feel like this episode, you know... There's so many caveats yeah. you could put out. 
you know, we're not, we're, we're not talking to people with abusive husbands. Yes. You know, like, and it's almost, I feel like it doesn't even need to be said, right? But, you know, you know, you know. And even, like, like, even when I brought up my grief, like, a lot of people would be like, well, you need to, like, walk through, and I'm like, I am walking through it. Well, that's what I was trying to say, is it's not that you're, like... I'm going to shove it all down and just not acknowledge it. I made a lasagna. It's all better. So no, that's, um, that's not what we're, that's not what we're advocating for. Yeah. We're not advocating for that. Exactly. It's just basically long story short, like you're going to be miserable if, if you're a Christian and you're living in this victimhood. Yes. Yes. And yes. probably the people closest to you are also miserable. Yeah. So do your duty and give thanks to God and be focus joyful. On and as soon as you focus on Christ, you'll remember that, hey, Jesus was actually a victim of the victims of yeah. the victim. Like, and you know the crazy thing? Sorry, I'm not trying to make this episode go longer. Oh, I don't care. Is the things that we say we're a victim of are like usually the things God has most blessed us yes. with. Our husbands and our kids. I'll yeah. never... I don't even know if I should say this but like there were a lot of times you know growing up you're I was sitting with like the adult women and hearing them talk like older women Mm -hmm. (laughs) this might be like TMI but it was always like my husband won't get off of me and uh, you know like yeah that's yeah that was the same thing at mops too Mm -hmm. and it's just like wow you have a husband who really loves you and who wants to like express his marriage vows to you and what people, what women don't understand is what you're doing. What was happening to me in that instance was I was getting, I was gaining an understanding of what it was like to be married Mm -hmm. and how I would like, okay, I'm going to basically be a victim of that. Yeah. That my husband has needs. We're victims of that. Like, well, are you? You're stepping on people's toes and we're going to get an angry message from at least one person. Well, I'm sorry, (laughs) but but no, like it's true. There's a whole episode of what have you that they did on that. Do you yeah. remember that I one? do remember that. And it, like, really stuck out to me that, yep. like, you can really mess up the younger people mm-hmm. just by your complaining and them being yep. around you. You can. Yep. I, in that specific instance, that was something that, like, I didn't even realize was so prevalent in my mind like it was just like a foundational truth yeah I had to root that sucker out and it took forever Mm -hmm. no I agree but it's those those blessings that God has given us are the things that we're like oh we're such a victim Mm -hmm. of our husband or our kids or I can tell you if you're worried about that's I that's where my struggle is with like the abortion debate now and people Mm -hmm. who claim to be Christian, but yep. pro-choice, whatever that means. It, it's I, not. I'm sorry. Um, Those and don't go together. I want to be like, come talk to me. So if you yeah. are listening, I'm serious. I'd love to have a discussion with you and understand because I have learned that, I don't know, I used to complain so much and that's all people saw of me. And all I want now is for people to understand that it's the biggest blessing you can have. Mm -hmm. It really is. And there are hard days. There are. There are 
let's not deny that there aren't days where you're just, you know, I love the days whenever everybody in the house is sick, including you. And mm-hmm. you have to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. You have to be the one cooking the food yep. and making sure that the vomit's cleaned off yes. the floor and all that. And your husband may just lay down in bed. Yes. And that is like one of the biggest. And I think of it and I'm like, what greater blessing do you have? Yeah. And you know what? Might not be in that moment. No. Nope. But one, always remember that if you're spending time in the word, realigning yourself to Christ, then yes. there will be a moment where you think, oh, wow, this was a blessing. Yes. And two, if you don't have friends around you who are pointing you to Christ, like, do what you need to do to get that. Yep. Because, I, agree. I mean, that's the, that's the fun one is whenever someone says to me that they, I, you say to me, like, I'm not reading the word and I'll be like, okay, that's yeah. your base problem. Yeah. And, and then I have a friend also who it happened a couple weeks ago, stuff was happening that was just, things were seemingly quote unquote falling apart. They weren't that bad, but a lot of stuff was happening mm. and she just like looked at me and was kind of like, she didn't look at me. We were talking online. And was just kind of like, you seem to be complaining a lot. Mm. Let's not. Um, but yeah. yeah. Definitely the renewing of your mind. Yes. And that comes through the word. And that comes through people pointing you back to the word and lovingly tell you the truth. Sometimes I'm not so loving. That's what select <laughs> people. Suck it up. No, I'm just kidding. Although I did. It was funny because in church the other day. I had a bit of a pity party myself. <laughs> um, things were just not going according to my plan. And I went into the nursery by myself. with. Well, no. I had Paul John. And I just started crying. And Paul came in to check on me. And I'm like, I'm just so tired. And I told him, I was just like, I want to go home. And Sunday school hadn't even started yet. And at that point, I didn't even know if I still was teaching Sunday school. Luckily, I wasn't. But um, that is why I say church is so important. Because I went in there and I told these ladies, like, I'm struggling and I knew what was wrong, but it's funny because I had multiple people come up. You were one of them came up after and just said, are you okay? Because obviously it was more than the fact that music practice had not go- gone as well as it needed mm. to. It was like deeper issues than that. And then that week, one of the ladies took me out to dinner and just sat and listened to me talk. Mm. And if you do not have friends who are pointing you back to Christ, like find them. If they have to be online friends because you have no one else in your area, do it. I have some very, very good online friends who, like today when I was anxious because I was having some medical issues, it's, I feel like I'm making it sound like I'm dying. I have like pink Frostbite eye. on your toe. Yeah. <laughs> I have pink eye without the pink eye. I'm just having irritated eye syndromes, but whenever you've gone through what I've gone through, you think you're dying of everything. Mm. I'm like, is this the cancer that caused my miscarriage finally showing up in my eyes? <laughs> no, it's not. Just no. <laughs> that thought ran through my head today. Oh like, what goodness. the heck? And yeah, so I have friends who are like, Courtney, you're fine. Like, don't be anxious. Like, find you a friend who can tell you not to be anxious. Yeah. Anyway, that had nothing to do with anything. But whenever you're trying to wallow in your self pity and be a victim, find you a friend who's going to be like, eh, yeah, get out of that. Yep. So, get out of that dumpster. You dumpster diving. Nancy said. (laughs) 
no, also read that book because it's a very good book. Anyway, so I think that's about it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, angry complaints, you can send them all to Anna's personal Instagram. Oh, man. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, you seriously, please reach out to us. If I you will have... forward them all to Courtney's hey, box. <laughs> you know what? No, feel free to reach out to us. I have to, I'm not even going to lie. Um, email, I'm terrible at checking. So if you email us, I'm so sorry. Uh, I do check it like every couple weeks. Um, which is probably bad, but it's a lot of thoughts podcast at gmail.com. But if you write us on Instagram, I'm a little better there, but because I've been cutting my phone time, because I told myself, get off your dang phone. Um, I am more on my personal than I am on the podcast one. Feel free to reach us, reach out to us on the podcast one, but also feel free to reach out to me on my personal one. Um, even if, like you want to talk to me and Anna, like I will tag her in on the conversation. Um, just because we're just not on our phones mm-hmm. as much as we used to. I'm not even posting that much, which is kind of sad, but also like it feels like yeah, a relief. I've, I've tried to cut down on that too. Yeah. I need to finish that book though. I haven't Wait, finished it. The, um, how to break up with your phone. Oh, that's that not, the review that was supposed to go up today. And oh, then I didn't really? do it. Yeah. I, I haven't good. finished it. So it'll probably go up tomorrow, which is actually, this is like Dr. Who. I've been watching Dr. Who so it's actually going up tomorrow, which is actually a week ago on Wednesday, because this is going to come out on t- Oh, okay. Just really mix you up. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what I've been watching. Um, I don't think we... Do we have any glaring recommendations? Oh, I make stickers now. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. So if you... In a bookmark? Yes, bookmarks. Oh, I have one for you. <gasps> really? Oh, I'm so so, happy. So the bookmarks are under testing, product testing. Anna, you're a product tester. I love it. See if you like it. See if you think it's thick enough. If it's (laughs) look at that. But if it falls apart in like two weeks, okay. You know, gotcha. Um, but I am working on bookmarks with my design, so um, slowly but surely they'll be available. But I do have stickers, and if you go on at Turn Your Eyes Designs on Instagram or Facebook, um, you can buy those. They're really cheap. $2, or I think I do like 50 cents to ship however many, um, because I just have to stick them in an envelope. Um, But because I want to keep the cost super low, I have to add shipping. Um, But also, they're available at Gotwalls, so if you're local, um, buy them for me because I make more money, and if my boss's wife listens to this, I'm so sorry. But they're doing pretty well in the store. (laughs) That's awesome. For like a little thing that I just... Yeah. So hopefully my bookmarks will be in there soon at some point, but um, yeah. That's it. I think that's it. Okay, until next time. We talked for an hour. Woo! Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.